today, uh, do you know what? And uh, like, would, would, it doesn't, it won't surprise you, obviously, because we're getting used to this. But everything that has been spoken from Scripture by Jude today, the, the word that Chris just brought when he sang out, it all ties in with this. It, it's just today is really it's called seeing from a heavenly perspective, but it, it's not. It's not, you know, to to see from that heavenly perspective, we have to give Lord Jesus the honour and the glory. And we know that, you know, I think in the Bible, Lord is mentioned hundreds of times uh, in the New Testament. And just one third of those times, Lord means saviour. But two-thirds of those times, it means boss. So yes, he is our saviour, but for him to be a saviour, you've also got to allow, allow him that preeminence. And that's what this is. So our main reading later on, will, this, this bit of paper doesn't stay there, will be from Colossians, a really pumped-up, powerful book. Right, so... Lord, I pray that, um, yeah, you will continue moving in this service as you have done today, Lord. I pray that the words I speak, which you uh, woke me up at 3.20am this morning with some slight alterations, which is always handy. But good, because, Lord, you top that living water up until it overflows. You speak at the last moment. And you say in your word that we are not to fear, but that when we come before, okay, different context, before the courts and the rulers, that to plan nothing, what to say, but that the Holy Spirit will teach you there and then. And Lord, we rely on that so many times because you are the one who moves. Yeah, and we can't always perceive it, but we know that you're there. Anyway, I'll go on forever, won't I? So Lord, please, please when you listen to this, um, do not have your mind solidly made up because when our minds are made up on a certain subject or, or whatever it may be, we resist the Holy Spirit. We can't help that. So let him talk amongst it all. Okay? So some of what I'm going to say may be cha challenging. I'm going, and it always has been because um, you will see... Jason, the picture, please, brother. As with this picture that's just about to come up, hopefully, I have faith. There it is. We all know what that is, don't we? It's when um, Elisha is with his servant. They've, uh, the king of Aramea has sent out his army to track him down and to, to kill him because he, he's speaking against Aramea against the Syrians and it's all going to go wrong um, and in the context of where is it I will just read this bit but I will gather momentum it's alright when, uh, when, when they're there the servant is very fearful because he looks out and the town in which they're hiding trying to stay away from the army it's, it's, it's in 2 Kings 6, if you're interested, I believe. It's um, surrounded by the Assyrian army. And the servant's like, oh no, 
What are we going to do? This is it. We're done. We're done for. And Elisha says, open his eyes, Lord. Open his eyes. And he opens his eyes, and and that's what he sees. They're in that town now, and they are surrounded by the Aramean army. And then he says, do not worry for those who are with us are far greater than those who are against us. And he opens the servant's eyes and he sees the great angel army with chariots and fire upon the hills. And then from that position, the Aramean army are blinded and then they don't know where they are. They're lost to make home. And uh, you know what it is? Is uh, depending on your experience, your education will be your expectation because that, that, that's natural, that's, that's how we learn. So we are always to allow our experiences to be something that we learn from oh, and the teacher to be the greatest teacher of all, our Lord Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit, oh, the greatest Rabunai teacher. And from that, may our expectations grow. Because we can be stunted in what we believe from the mindset, but from our worldview, what we've learned in the past. So, as we know, it says, this is, as Christians, we are residents right now of the earth, but our citizenship is in heaven. Indeed, as has been touched on in the, uh, recently by David, there are the three heavens and we sort of roughly, we inhabit one to two of them now at times, which, um, but the third heaven is we are citizens there too. So we are involved, but it's coming. It's a, a present continuous thing. So... Paul says in Ephesians, so I don't bother turning to these, there's a few verses, the main lump I will get you to, to turn to. We are told that we are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. And we know that Paul says that our citizenship is in heavens. And it says in Ephesians, so you are no longer slaves and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. While we have only ever known life on earth, it is not our home. I'm, I'm sure that we've all felt that longing at times and, and that feeling that, that there is something, you know, there's not always things that you can perceive, there's not always things that you can see, but you're aware of it because you can feel it. As it says in 1 Corinthians, at this present time, we see through a mirror a reflection or through a glass depending on what version you're reading but dimly not as he sees us he sees us fully but one day all will be revealed that veil will be drawn back and then we will see him as he is and we will know him as he knows us um hold on so please listen with an open heart as I go on 
So here we are. This is a bit from Psalm 139, verses 7 and 8. You don't have to turn there. I'll just read. But if you wish to, I'll give you a minute. Well, maybe a second. So where can I go from your spirit? And this is what Chris just spoke out. Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. Sounds a bit confusing, that, doesn't it? But what, what the implications are here is not physically, but spiritually, through purity, intimacy, praise, and worship, and prayer, we can go to that heavenly realm any time now because we have a direct line. And also, it doesn't physically, obviously, or spiritually mean hell either. But you know the expressions, I'm going through hell at the moment. I'm having a hell of a time. That, that, it, you, it's that knowing, as, as said and touched on earlier, and things that were spoken out, that even in those dark places, our good shepherd is with us. You know, he, he's there through everything. He holds it all together. He knits it together. Um, if it's to heaven you look and for heaven you long then I pray that you uh, lift your expectations your expectations are raised I pray that you will see and give a chance for things to reveal themselves to you may there be revelation we pray for revelation and that, that's what, what I wish for today. So I'm going to just touch on a bit of my experience in this sort of thing. And then I'm going to mention Simon again at the back, because I know he's talked of angelic experiences. Ah, and just to back this up before I launch into it is another little one. Not there. Okay. Ah. When the, to show that we are all, as it reads in Matthew 18.10, when the disciples have been uh, sort of a bit reluctant with some of the, the children and the youngsters around them, and basically Jesus says, take heed that you do not despise one of those little ones. For I say to you, in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So what does that say? What does that imply? It implies that, that as we, we say messengers, angels and messengers, but that we have, I'm not saying we have one angel allocated to each of us, maybe we do, but certainly the angels are there guarding us and protecting us and looking over us. But yet again, uh, to experienced and received this you've got to believe it and for some people that's hard to believe I, 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 re I will quickly run through my sort of experiences like that I'll, uh, when I was 13 my mother died um, obviously not good and uh, I felt distressed, forlorn, everything that you would do but she spoke to me, and I know I have told many of you this at time, but it, it, it knits in with what I'm saying today and what God's given me to speak on. I, she, she said to me, that, like, that, you know, don't cry, son, because 
you're actually crying for yourself because I know where I'm going because my mum was a Christian. It just, I wasn't. She didn't go to church, but she believed. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I trust in that. And she, she said to me, if you find Jesus, you will see me again. So when, obviously, I, was, I had a period of howling and mourning, but then beyond that, it was really odd and weird, and it, somehow it, it was a bit, a bit strange. But at, at my mother's funeral... I, I somehow felt that people around me are falling apart, but because of the words she had spoken to me, I had a feeling that somehow, beyond my um, scope, beyond my recognition, beyond my reality, that everything was all right. Now that's odd. I remember being quite cheerful. It was a bright, sunny day, and I felt okay. Like, yeah, she's there, and I know I'm going to see her again, because I could feel her feel the presence so I believe that there I was being receiving the comfort of angels because we know that God sees the future he sees the past he, he knows everything about us he knits together in our mother's wombs he formed our frame in the depths which speaks of the womb he numbers the very hairs upon our head and I believe that when he... So obviously he knows, it follows, that he knows that you are going to be his, even if at the time maybe you're not. Maybe you're, having, you're out in the wilderness. Maybe you haven't received the word. Maybe you have, no, no one has told you about Jesus. But I... So I had experiences before I actually gave my life to Jesus. Well, first one, a few months after my mum had gone... I was um, in a swimming pool in Northleet, because I used to live in Newbarn, sort of, that doesn't matter anyway, it's beside the point, I don't want to give you a geographical lesson. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was in a swimming pool, and I'm swimming away at Northleet Pool, and I felt something tug my ankle and pull me under the water. And well, I, I started losing my breath, and I couldn't recover and get up. And then just as I felt I was going faint, an arm reached down from above and then pulled me out and put me to the side of the pool. And I <gasps> gasped and I held and I opened my eyes to say thank you and see what was going on around me because I'd started blacking out. And there was no one within 20 metres of me. It was clear. There was nothing. There was nobody. Um, that, that's that one. So I, I believe that Maybe, I don't know. So was it was that believing in, in that uh, seeing hev heaven in the perspective that uh, you know as we know there's as as Colossians will cover later when I get to that verse that in the heavenly realms there's not only good but there's also evil. So maybe that was a little battle going on then. Then there was. Uh, yeah, I was with my friend a couple of years later after that walking along outside a pub. For no rhyme or reason, a big bloke's come out, I was just a little lad, and he smashed a bottle and he ran at me and he raised it to strike me with it. And there, in Gravesend there's these great big eight foot walls that go along the side of the road and he was just bearing down on me and I was sort of frozen in fear to be honest and my mate was the same. And then this bloke jumped over the wall and went bang and knocked him flat on his back and he fell over and then he looked at me and just said 
you best be getting home. And then he just jumped back over the wall. So I believe that was an angel as well. So that's that. One more, then I'll get on to more relevant stuff. But And then I used to get involved in a bit of, uh, you know, the wrong stuff, like skullduggery, to coin an old phrase. <laughs> and uh, so basically doing wrong, yeah. But uh, I, I was involved with a, a travelling man and uh, I used to do stuff with him, quite a bit of stuff that was not good. And one day we had our, he had his eye on a solid oak old gate that was on this mansion in Darrenth and we were going to unbolt it and take it away and we had a buyer waiting to buy it. And he, he, he used to delve in petty things but also in major things. It was all very messy and horrible. And I, I think the reason I was with him is because I was fearful of him. I got pulled in, as you can when you're younger, by uh, threatening figures and then, then that was it. I, was with, I became attached. And anyway, I got the job of looking to make sure no one was coming, so I was look out while he's undoing the bolts to steal this gate and put it on the back of his truck. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, and bearing in mind this is a mansion with a long shingle drive, pea shingle, and you know what a noise that makes if anyone walks. It's used for that purpose, for security. And suddenly, bang, there, uh, in my face, this woman appeared, a lady, but she was bright white and shining in the darkness and it was blinding. And you felt electric chasing up and down your body and all your hair stand up. And he was a big, nasty bloke, but he jumped up and stood back and sort of went, uh, uh, uh. he was stunned. And then she went, what are you doing? There's nothing here for you. Be gone. Like that. Now, we, we, we obviously... Well, there's, I will say, yeah, what was that? Was it a ghost? Was it an angel? I know same places we're told that most angels are men, but I'm not going to get into that. I, I don't know that. That's what, that's what they say. But, um, but this was a woman, maybe she was a ghost but, or a spirit, but she warned us and told us to go. And the upshot of this was, is that he said to me, because he didn't want to look foolish, you don't say anything to anybody, right? Otherwise, like, sort of that. You say nothing. So I've gone, and uh, I couldn't help keep, keep... I couldn't keep it quiet, so I told people. He got humiliated, long and short of it. Um, I had an experience with him and a pickaxe handle, which ended our relationship. So... <laughs> And um, then, but this is the blessing in this, look, the hidden blessing of it all is, uh, you remember Crime Watch? Da, 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 boom. But I won't do the whole thing. But, but um, he, he appeared on there, and he'd been, someone had gone into his house, uh, house where he was living and put a cushion over his head and shot him. And he was no more. What I'm saying is that I was heavily enough involved with him, is that I was involved in a lot of dodgy things with him. That tie had been broken, I believe, through God's provision and making sure that I'm all right, that I'd been moved out of the way. I no longer knew him, and it's probably actually more like a few months later rather than a few weeks, but he appeared and I recognised him. And I was, by that time, I, I was with Jeanette. 
And I remember just sitting there going, oh, oh, thank God for that, even though I wasn't yet a Christian. Then, of course, there's, as you know, this all comes up to the time when, oh, dear, is that the time? I bet this is what I said. I'll start telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, just so I'll cut. You know Lindsay came, came along. He... Um, God knocked on my door that day. I accepted him. The, the addictions, the drugs were taken away. And then um, another time, which I need to include, just to give you the, the feel of um, how, how it seems to work in experiences I've had. But I went to a Todd White. Chris came with me once, but we went to a conference there and up in London. And then I went out praying on the streets and it was... Strange people, there were healings going on. I mean, Chris actually prayed for someone and they were healed, if, if you remember. And um, I, I was outside this place with the, the, and we were sent out in groups of about six, but five of them, four of them went, We're jumping on the bus now to go back to the where, where the event was being held. And my mate Stig, who was over from Norway, just said, I'm going to pop in the loo. So he popped in, and then I'm left outside on my own. And suddenly, I felt like a shadow, in effect. And this um, bloke just stood there, and it, like a crazy-looking man, and he just walked up to me and looked at me and said, your name is Simon, and you're going to turn the world upside down. No, I, no, I, don't, I didn't know what it meant, or what it does mean, even to this day. But then, these... I'd, I'd all just prayed for a Muslim lady in a, a wheelchair and her, the lady who was pushing her wasn't very happy. And then, then suddenly these three elder men appeared with walking sticks and they kept shuffling up to me and touching me and then shuffling off and I couldn't turn quick enough to touch them and pray for them. And I, I felt really dark. He's gone in the place that rest of the team have gone and I'm left standing in somewhere in London on my own and then there's this bloke emptying rubbish in a bin out the back of a restaurant and I just felt compelled to go over to him and I went over to him and he announced my name and I said I feel like something's happening to me and he went I'll pray for you and his name was Emmanuel God is with us so that's that. And also, touching on, like I said, Simon has told me of experiences where he's been travelling around the world and he's had angelic intervention where things have gone wrong and frightening. Jeanette has seen both sides of it. But let's move on to that bit of scripture. Right. Because I'm overdoing it, as usual. Right. The, supre the supremacy of the Son of God in Colossians 1 hmm. see why do I do this what have I done I know where it is Colossians 1 the, the, um, I think it's about verse 20 is it, it 15 yeah supremacy of God you've got it yeah thanks because I haven't written that bit, bit down so this is to show the Lordship of Jesus, which we're talking about the powerful name of Jesus today and everything that he has done, but the Lordship of Jesus and how it all ties together. So, um, yeah, it, it says, doesn't it, that the Son is the image of the invisible God. He's the image of the invisible God. He is uh, the same. He's, a, he's not just a chip off the old block. 
that he is God made flesh, reincarnate. He is here with us. That he is the firstborn of all creation. And firstborn not meaning that um, he's, you know, so he's not created, he is born. What that looks like, we don't quite know. But he, um, the firstborn here in the Greek is protokos, prototokos, that's it, which refers to the rank and the authority and the, and the reign rather than the birthright. And that was touched on earlier when uh, Joseph was mentioned because, it, like, you know, there's, been, there's many people in the Bible who weren't the eldest son who inherited everything. I mean, if you look at Moses and Aaron, Moses was the younger one. Joseph was nearly the youngest, or right? ben Benjamin was younger still. But, and that, that has been, and Esau and Jacob, okay, only seconds in it. But sometimes God's blessing passes on to the younger one, but not, not, not necessarily that. So what God's saying here by saying that in all, all this, that he is the firstborn among the living, is that, so, is that he has the supremacy. So anyway, for the son is the image of the living God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created. That's self-explanatory. All things in heaven and on earth. So the angels... Everything, everything we see around us, us, is a creator of all things. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Uh, so that speaks volumes, doesn't it, of everything that he is. And he was before all things. So he's the pre-existent one. And in him, all things hold together. We know, we know in scripture that one day that heaven's going to be folded up and everything's going to come and then heaven and earth and then Jesus comes back. But at the moment, he holds everything together. Because we also know that the Lord desires that we all be, be saved. He desires that and he holds back those times. And not only that, he's the head of the church, the head of the body, the church of which we are. And he is the beginning and also the firstborn from among the dead. So what does that tell us? The same thing. He has preeminence there. He has the authority. He has the rank. He has the status. He has everything. Our Lord Jesus Christ. And not only that, the firstborn from among the dead so that in all things he may have the supremacy and God was pleased to have his fullness dwell within him so there we are that's the, the re repetition of what we read the first verse is that his fullness dwells within Jesus and through him to reconcile to himself all things on earth and all things in heaven because he created them. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that, well, we know it doesn't mean if you repent, if you come to him, then that will be 
what happens, but not without that, without that in place. And he made peace with him through his blood, with, with us through the blood shed upon the cross, making peace through his blood shed upon the cross for each and every one of us. Now I, I really need to move and I know that time's gone. I always have where things can go into two sermons. I've hardly said anything of what I've got written down. But I've, God gave me uh, the, the, this and what I would like now, if we can, just, we'll just make it a minute for the length of this song so it will just take us past 12. Could you put that song on, Jason, please? This is to do with our personal thing. So accepting him, may our eyes be open. Come, come down a bit. I'm there, I'll talk over there. Cheers, mate. But um, God gave me this this morning in the early at the wee hours, so it is important. So for us personally, admit, admit, so that's like confessing. That's like repenting. Admit, submit, so submit those things in your life that are not of Jesus. Bring them to him, lay them before his throne. Commit, commit, as Jeanette corrected me, um, to follow him all your life with everything, with your heart, soul and mind. Commit yourself to him. Permit, permit him to show you and open your eyes to things of, of heaven around you. And by doing that, we need to move closer to him. And we know that um, that may sound a bit strange that we have to permit him, but we know that we have free will. So that is uh, where, we, where we go with that. So, and we also see that when he called, he said to the Jerusalem about the uh, prophets, the one who killed all the prophets, that I desired to gather you under my re- wings as a mother hen gathers her chicks, but you would not let me. So, yeah, we do have to permit him and then transmit transmit out to the world what a saviour we had have what love he shows and what he has done for us